Hello. Welcome back to the Ronin Rabbit. This is the fourth episode, so if this is your first episode, you don't have a lot to catch up on. For those of you that have been listening to all of them, thank you very much. I appreciate it. Looking forward to hearing your feedback to see what you think. The title of the story that we're going to be covering today is Bounty Hunter. The main characters... Well, let me step back a bit. Um, don't have any feedback. Do have a, a slight correction that I need to make. Last episode, we talked about the confession. And the confession was the third story in the Usagi Ojimbo special edition that I have from Fantagraphics. But it was pointed out to me by Mr. Hubble, I believe it was, that the confession was the sixth story published. So it was the third in this edition. It was the sixth overall. I can only assume that that means that in the chronology of Miyamoto Usagi that the confession occurred before the bounty hunter that we're going over now in any seceding stories. Horse Thief. I believe those are the next two stories. So not sure what happened there. Again, I guess my research fell a little bit short. Sorry about that. Uh, Bounty Hunter has two protagonists, pretty much. Uh, our hero, Miyamoto Usagi, and a new samurai or ronin, I guess he would be as well, uh, by the name of Jinosuke. Bounty Hunter first appeared in Critters Volume 1, Issue 1, which was put out in June of 1986 by Fantagraphics. As the story opens, we see Usagi coming into a, a small village while a, a storm, a windstorm, is raging behind him. It's not raining or anything like that. And he steps in and beckons to the innkeeper for some food and drink. After the innkeeper serves him, as Usagi is pouring himself a cup of tea, he is spoken to by this other character that we will come to find out goes by the name Genosuke. He is dressed as a samurai as well. He's a rhinoceros as as far as his um, anthropomorphicity, or his his attributes, I guess we, we could call it. Um, something I noticed about him, throughout this entire story, he never, ever really appears to open his eyes. They always appear closed to me. So the um, Gen- Genosuke engages Usagi in some uh, uh, banter. He's trying to get information about Usagi from him. Usagi is, is relatively tight-lipped, really doesn't give anything away. So finally... Genosuke just tells him the story of, of what he's doing, that basically he's looking for a couple brothers, uh, Ichiro and Kenichi, who have taken up nearby and have a band of brigands uh, that they're paying to, to basically protect them and run interference for them. Genosuke is a bounty hunter, or... Um, 
well, not a war. Uh, he's he's a bounty hunter and asks Usagi if he wants to take part in it. And Usagi tells him no, he's not a bounty hunter. So then Jinosuke changes tactics a little bit and asks if uh, if he can hire Usagi as his uh, yojimbo or bounty hunter. Now I know we've spoken of the word yojimbo, and it's it's one of these that Mr. Sakai defined for us in this particular story. Japanese for bodyguard, hence, of course, the, the title of the book that we're talking about. So, Usagi does indeed um, agree to be Jinosuke's quote-unquote bodyguard. They go off the next day and in search of the brothers and the brigands and find that uh, the brigands have all collected around the temple and the assumption is made that that also is where Ichiro and Kenichi will be found. So, Jinosuke and Usagi lay into the brigands. Um, about a two-third page spread here, we see a, a big fight between them. Um, Jinosuke and Usagi on one side and all the brigands on the other. We notice several character models that we haven't seen before. Uh, one of the brigands is a, an alligator. One is a bull. Uh, one is a lion with a uh, with a mane. Various and sundry cats and foxes. Uh, perhaps a mole. And so the fight continues. Um, as they start to whittle down the brigands a little bit, uh, Jinosuke has made it up to the porch of the temple and tells Usagi to continue taking the fight to the brigands that he, Jinosuke, is going to look for Ichiro and Kenichi. So Usagi continues on uh, dispatching all all the brigands that he finds here, finally. Uh, Jinosuke, meanwhile, inside is making his way down a hallway and uh, comes upon the one of the brothers, Ichiro, uh, who is recognizable because he only has one eye, having lost one. So, one-eyed Ichiro is holding the priest hostage and basically tells Jinosuke that he will kill the priest unless Jinosuke lets him go. Meanwhile, Usagi has made his way into the temple and is fighting one of the brigands and dispatches him, and as he crashes through the wall, he opens a, a hole through the wall into a room, and Usagi sees the priest tied up, hanging from the ceiling, dead. So we cut back to Jinosuke, and we now know that the individual that One-Eyed Ichiro is holding is not the priest, because Usagi just found the priest. So Jinosuke and Ichiro continue bartering for Ichiro's release. He finally throws the priest to the side, uh, Ichiro does, to, and takes on uh, Jinosuke. As the fight starts, the priest that has been thrown kind of rolls and circles around, draws his sword on Jinosuke, and is going to attack him from the rear. And just as he does, uh, Jinosuke suspects him and um, 
partially blocks the killing blow and instead it only wounds Jinosuke. The brother, I assume Kenichi, as the priest stumbles back having been um, stunned by Jinosuke's move. Jinosuke, meanwhile, dispatches one-eyed Kenichi and then falls, succumbing to the wound that Ichiro gave him. Just as Kenichi is about to deliver the killing blow, Usagi comes in on the scene and in turn dispatches Kenichi. So now the brigands have been dispatched, Kenichi and One-Eyed Ichiro have been dispatched as well. Usagi tends to Jinosuke somewhat to um, just momentarily bind him a little bit so that they can uh, go and, and get appropriate help. They leave the temple. Uh, Jinosuke tells Usagi uh, of his appreciation for the rescue and that uh, that puts him in line for part of the reward which he spoke of earlier when they initially met. Initially the agreement was going to be that Usagi would get the reward for the brigands but Jinosuke wanted the reward that was offered on Kenichi and Ichiro. So they go back to the inn um, they say a uh, uh, a quick farewell. Kenosuke wanders off into the into the crowd here. Usagi is sitting outside on a bench, eating some noodles, uh, counting basically the reward money that Jinosuke gave him before he departed. Mounts to approximately fifty ryo, r y o ryo ryo. And as he's sitting there contemplating, the owner of the inn comes to Usagi and indicates that the other samurai said that he would cover his bill, and the bill comes to around 50 ryo. And so that is the end of Usagi's first meeting with Kenosuke. All right. Now, uh, again, uh, Yojimbo was was introduced officially to us uh, by Mr. Sakai, but also the Ryo, which is a monetary unit at this time in Japan. Uh, it's a it's a gold coin, but it's also a gold coin that is minted from a certain amount of gold, sixteen and a half grams of gold. Uh, to be to be exact, but over time, because of economy and because of the lack of gold and and whatnot, the actual content of the coin started to diminish as far as the amount of gold. So, originally, the ryo was sixteen and a half grams of gold, and it was transmitted as a coin. Um, but then it started to lose. The, the gold portion started to lose value, but the Ryo continued to be that coin. Now, doing a little bit of calculation, and this is this is rather interesting to me, um, in today's market for gold, uh, when I checked yesterday, I believe I looked up the, the price of gold, 
Usagi's share of the reward money would come to, in our terms, roughly $44,800. Now that's, you know, that's pretty good, but uh, keep in mind as far as the brigands, he dispatched probably 20 to 30 of them on, you know, on, on screen that we saw, perhaps more. But the interesting part of that is that the vast majority of that amount was also a bill that Genosuke had uh, tallied at this inn. And I can't help but wonder what in the world he did that would equate to that much money nowadays. Now, you know, some portion of it is going to be room uh, and board the food, but a large portion of that has to be entertainment, perhaps, you know, I don't know, geisha, perhaps, I, I don't know what it would be, but that, that just seems like an incredible bill for him to have struck up. I guess part of it could also be how long he was there uh, waiting and, and searching for uh, one-eyed Ichiro and, and crew. So I just thought that was interesting and, and thought I'd throw that out there. Uh, something else comes up in this story for the first time, and I believe it's going to carry over and be a recurring uh, theme or meme, depending on how you want to look at it. And that's the use of some sort of death head over top of someone like a word balloon that has been killed. And I, I guess that's intended to signify that they have indeed died. Now, it's the first time it's it's uh, appeared in a story uh, that Mr. Sakai has, has done with Usagi, and it appeared twice in this one. So, just as a point of interest, I'll I'll keep a tally of, of how many of these start showing up, and it'll give us another, you know, 30 seconds of something to talk about, uh, the tally for that particular story, and then a running tally of how many death heads we've seen. Okay, well, I think that's um, that's everything for, for this episode. Everything, uh, the, the story was relatively short. Now, there were, there were, you know, several more panels than, than what I explained. I didn't, I didn't go panel by panel. There were several panels of fighting. There were several panels of uh, Genosuke and Wanadichiro. So, um, you know, rather than going panel uh, by panel, I just kind of summed the different scenes as I went through. So, um... If you do want to uh, leave any feedback or get in touch with me, the email address is usagipodcast at gmail.com. The website that the um, shows appear on is one word, the reader feed, R E A D E R F E E D dot com. And I would also like to thank the Facebook page, Usagi Yojimbo Dojo, um, for allowing me to post notices of the new episodes on their Facebook page. I do appreciate that, and I believe that's uh, administered by Mr. Hubble. Uh, I do want to thank him for his input, for his feedback, and, and for being generous with uh, allowing me to post on, on their Facebook page. If you do download the show from iTunes, please take a second and uh, leave a review, an iTunes review. It'll help people find the show who aren't 
maybe specifically looking for um, Usagi Ojimbo. Um, the reader feed is, is currently where it's at. Perhaps we'll ultimately move it to its its own name, its own website. Perhaps not. Not really sure about that right now. That's that's something in the future to tackle. Do want to thank uh, Mr. Derek Coward, who is the administrator and overseer of the Deliberate Noise Network, of which Comic Book Noise is a part, of which the Reader Feed is a part of Comic Book Noise. So, um, if you are into podcasts, if you're into comic book podcasts, go to comicbooknoise.com, and there are several, several listed there. Um, other podcasts covering music, television, movies, books, things like that. Those are also part of the Deliberate Noise Network, um, Derek has. So the Deliberate Noise Network as a, as a whole has uh, a lot of uh, different avenues of, of interest that are represented by, by shows in that stable. So please... If you uh, if you're interested in podcasts, if you're just finding out about it, or you're looking for some shows, go to the Deliberate Noise Network and look around a little bit, see what Derek has to offer. Um, I suspect that you'll probably be able to find at least one show, other than this one, of course, that you're interested in, and I'm I'm sure he would appreciate the traffic. All right, that's it for me. Uh, thank you for listening, and hopefully we'll be back around next week with another one. Thanks, guys. This is a Teal Production.